Is there not an entire section on this subject? I know yes. that I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me around to spend time with um, otherwise I hope you honored your mom honored your wives honored your somebody who's a mom did something good for them I want to give a shout out to my mom here she is uh, got to hang out with her yesterday got to buy her lunch spent some time with her and my sister uh, my wife and my great niece who's about to be a mom um, then came home and had uh, just a nice afternoon with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law um, here at home. So it was a good day, good Mother's Day. I hope you guys had a good Mother's Day as well. Um, you know, we love moms. We love babies around here, which means we love moms. And uh, so I hope you had a good day with your mom. And on that note, um, now we transition to something just completely ridiculous. And that is... <laughs> Alyssa Milano and her pro-abortion, uh, pro-murder tantrums. Um, this girl, uh, it's crazy because Alyssa Milano was like my first uh, celebrity crush way back in the day. I mean, I don't know, who's the boss days? You know, when, uh, when she played Samantha on... That show, my first celebrity crush. And to see where she is now, I mean, wow. Off her rocker completely. So, here's the deal. Uh, apparently, because of all these heartbeat bills and abortion bans and so on, which, I mean, is happening in a few states, but then there are other states that are are just doubling down on the abortion thing and, and just allowing abortion right up till the moment of, of birth, apparently, and not willing to sign bills to protect babies who are born in botched abortions either. So, there, I mean, it's, there are issues on, you know, there's a balance going on here. There are some states that are just like all about abortion and there are these other states that are doing some good things. I mean, ultimately, we want to see abortion completely abolished. I am not one for uh, pragmatism. I'm not a big fan of incrementalism. But I'm also, I'm good with anything that's going to save more and more babies. A six-week uh, heartbeat bill is essentially, and most people are calling it a six-week ban, because there's a heartbeat at six weeks. And, uh, and essentially, you... I mean, aside from the morning after pill and stuff like that, which we also want to see gone, most ladies don't even know they're pregnant before there's a heartbeat. 
So these are good things. But uh, Alyssa Milano is freaking out about this. And so now she is called for a sex strike. Uh, essentially, her, her tweet was that until they can get control of their own bodies back, bodily autonomy, then they don't have sex. I've seen other people who are, are making comments about not having sex with conservative men. Well, here's the deal. Majority of conservative men are married to conservative women, and so they are in no way, shape, or form affected by a sex strike. Um, and then my other question, again, I'm like, how many people are you having sex with that you think this withholding is is ultimately going to affect the political sphere in America. I don't know. It seems crazy to me. And again, it seems so antithetical uh, to the feminist movement because again, what the, what is this saying? What What is the message that this sex strike conveys? That that women are nothing, that, that their sex is, is there for uh, to be used to gain something, and if they're not going to get it, they're going to withhold it, which ultimately sounds to me like borderline prostitution. I mean, it's not necessarily sex for money, but obviously the intent and the insinuation in this is that their sex is is given in order to receive, and that they will use it uh, Again, the the pulling away of it for their own political purposes. I don't know. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. It's ridiculous. It literally is like the dumbest thing I've read all week. That, But there's so many. But the cra- other crazy thing was is she got so much pushback on both sides. She got pushback from leftists and conservatives. Most of the conservatives were just mocking, which I'm good with. I'm really good if, if you're just going to go and, and mock her, and deservedly so. Um, I did. I mean, I retweeted her tweet and, and put out basically something like this picture. Um, says, look, uh, Alyssa Milano's teaching abstinence. Finally, you know, understanding that abstinence works. It's Abstinence works in preventing uh, the spread of STDs, it works uh, to prevent pregnancy, it works to prevent abortion. Abstinence is a good thing. And thank you, Alyssa, for for putting it out there. Um, I don't know. Again, it just seems so ridiculous. that. And then, again, the irony isn't lost on, on me that today, um, yesterday, <laughs> I mean, it's... A little after midnight right now where I am making my recording this. You're going to get it sometime around 8 o'clock tomorrow morning or whenever you listen, download and, and listen or watch. But the day after Mother's Day, the day after we celebrate moms, tomorrow and the next day and the next day, 3,000 mothers every day this week and every day this year are going to go into a, a Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic somewhere and murder their child. That's the reality. You know, this is what Alyssa Milano is fighting for. That is what apparently she's willing to abstain 
from sexual activity in order to protect the ability for 3,000 mothers a day to murder their children. And mind you, yes, at the moment of conception, you are a mother. And so, again, abortion does not terminate a pregnancy. Birth terminates a pregnancy. Abortion kills a child. It, uh, abortion doesn't take away motherhood from you. It just makes you the mother of a dead child. And this is what Alyssa Milano is fighting for. The right for 3,000 mothers a day to walk into a clinic somewhere and murder their children. And we need more laws protecting children. Ultimately, we need one law. We need a federal law that abolishes abortion. That's what we need. We need somebody who's going to step up and tell the Supreme Court that Roe v. Wade is an unjust decision. It's not a law. And that we're going to go the way Riverton, Utah, just this last week, Riverton, Utah, made itself a sanctuary city for babies. They said we are going to, and again, I don't know the, the whole extent of, of what that, that was, but as far as I understand is what we have been calling out for places, you know, Apologia Church is, is twice a week going in to the, the city council in, in, there in Phoenix and asking them to make Phoenix a sanctuary city for babies, to do things like Colorado and Washington and other states that are legalizing marijuana are doing, and they're, they're thumbing their noses at the federal government and saying, we're going to allow recreational marijuana, even though federal law says we can't. And we need states. We need these states that are willing to pass a, a six-week abortion ban, a heartbeat bill, we need those states to just go ahead and go all in and say we are going to abolish abortion in our state. We are going to completely outlaw it. And we are thumbing our nose at the federal government who will say you have to because of Roe v. Wade. And, and we need states. I, I beg Governor Herbert in Utah to do that very thing. To say we will no longer kill babies in the state of Utah. They're, they're, I mean... There are states right now that only have one abortion clinic. And that, those, those are on the, the verge of going uh, out of business. And we want to see that. We so want to see that. So again, I would say go do a pro-life challenge. It's something that Rebel Alliance Media put out this week. Is, is asking people to do hashtag pro-life challenge. Uh, make a video telling people why you are pro-life. And then hashtag it pro life challenge and and put upload it Facebook Twitter wherever you do your social media. I put a little uh, an added to it when I did uh, an addendum to my uh, my pro life challenge video, and that is to go to something like end abortion now or a gospel centered pregnancy care center and donate to those places. Donate to places that not only are are willing to save babies, and that's great. But we want places that are willing to save babies and also give a saving message to the moms. Not only do we want to see babies' lives saved, but we want to see moms' souls saved. And that way, it's far more likely that that baby is going to grow up in a Christian environment and they're going to have an opportunity to be saved. So I would beg you, 
I would beg you, make a video and then go to endabortionnow.com or go to, I think it's CareNet. Find a, a local care, pregnancy care center that you can donate to that is gospel-centered. And, and I, I want to make that clear. I, that, that's got to be a requirement. Make sure that they are not only saving babies' lives, but they are, are giving a message of salvation to the moms. And donate to those places. And then I would say, send a tweet to Alyssa Milano or Brian Sims or any of these other Cecile Richards, uh, whatever the new president of Planned Parenthood is, Laura Wynn, whatever, and let them know that I, you donated to uh, a pro-life, a truly pro-life organization, and they were your inspiration to do that. So take that up. I, I challenge all of you who are watching this video, who watch my, my or listening to my podcast, do a pro-life challenge video and then go donate to a pro-life uh, organization and let these people who are throwing their little pro-murder tantrums on the left, let them know that they're your inspiration to give to a pro-life organization. So let me jump off my, my soapbox on that issue and then talk about what I really want to talk about today. Um, and that is I just want to honor this guy. Kendrick Castillo. Uh, as you all know, this last week we had another school shooting, which is becoming far too regular in our uh, our country. It's not about it's not about gun control. It's not about uh, partially could be about issues of of mental illness. I think that the issue is is the lack of gospel. Um, the reason why these gun these school shootings are happening, I think ultimately it's because our schools are teaching children that they're nothing more than evolved animals, and then expecting them to act differently. There's there's no uh, it, there's no recognition that these these kids are made in the image of God. They're Im- image bearers, imago dei. We've lost that. We, we've lost the, the push to let them know that human life is, is valuable, is, uh, is sacred, is uh, somebody I was listening to this week talking about, oh man, I wish I could remember it. Oh, Toby Sumter, I think it was. Was it Toby? Somebody uh, in their Pro-Life Challenge video made the comment that it, it's not just about the sanctity of human life, it's about the dignity of human life and sanctity of God's law. Maybe it was Doug Wilson. But we, in our, our society, in our, our, our secular society, we've lost that. Kids don't recognize the fact that they are made in the image of God. Again, they're taught in their schools that they are nothing more than evolved animals and then they're expected to act differently. And this is a guy right here. I won't call him a kid. This was a man. This man stood up and said, I am not going to let you destroy other image bearers of God. Now, I don't, I don't know what his religious background is. I tried. I, I looked up probably in the last two hours, I read 13, 14 articles about Kendrick. Um, 
Oh, I, I read where he was a delayed entry program for the Marine Corps. Semper Fi, I wasn't a Marine. I got lots of guys that I, I admire and look up to who are Marines. Um, and this this guy, this man was was on his way to be a Marine. And maybe that was what was what uh what led him to charge the gunman um and put his life in between the lives of the other students in that room. Uh I don't know. I, I hope that it was because of a Christian faith that made him lay down his life for his friends. And and I don't do that often. I don't use a verse that is specifically intended to describe Christ to describe other people. So don't hear me making him out to be like Christ. But he did. You know, Jesus said, you know, even a good man will will would will be willing to die for his friends. You know, it's it's different than what Jesus. I mean, the word says that while we were yet his enemies, Christ died for us. So, but this this guy laid down his life. He laid down his life for the people in his room to give them an opportunity to live and I honestly hope I hope it was because he was saved and he was regenerate and and he recognized that they were all image bearers of God and this is this is what you know I I lead the security I head up the security at my church and every man that I ask and I don't take volunteers our security team at Refuge Church is not a volun- not a come up to me and say, hey, I want to be on your security team group. If somebody were to do that, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't put them on. I hand-selected every man that is on the security team at Refuge Church, and there is one requirement, two requirements. One is that I know that those men are saved. Because of the second requirement, I am asking them to be willing to put themselves between the congregation and a bullet, just like Kendrick did. Put himself between his classroom and a bullet. I've asked the men at my church to do this, uh, that are on my security team, to be willing to put themselves between, and that's why I want to make sure that they're saved, because I'm not going to ask somebody that I'm not 100% confident that if they happen to put themselves in that situation, would not close their eyes in this fa- this this realm and open their eyes face to face with Jesus to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. If there's ever, if there even the slightest doubt in my mind that that person might find themselves standing before Christ and hear a completely other set of words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you, then I will not put them on my team. And that, and it, so and I think it got a little off topic, but that's an important thing to know. And that's what, that's what I want to call out to you. That's, that's where I was going with this was, I don't know what, what Kendrick's religious background is. I don't know what, if it was religious motive, religiously motivated or not. I hope it was. I truly hope, again, talked about it last week, I'll talk about it now. I don't know where Kendrick went when he died. I didn't know him. I have no idea. I can't find anything uh, regarding what his spiritual background is. So I don't know. It's not my place to to say absolutely he went to heaven and a situation like this doesn't automatically gain somebody entrance into heaven. 
But I again, so I don't know. But here's what I want to say: as as we see these incidences of church shootings and school shootings and mass shootings wherever they are, there are Christian men in those places. There are Christian men in those areas, and we need to see more Christian men who are willing to run towards a bullet to help to put to reduce the number of deaths in these scene, in these incidences you know i mean we we think of all the the most horrifying you know and there are some the the Las Vegas shooting that happened i mean there was no half of the people didn't even know where the gunshots were coming from let alone the ability to run towards the gunman to try to stop him. But the likelihood, again, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be that guy that's like, tomorrow, you know. I, it's not about scare tactics. It's not about living in a state of fear. It's still, even though we see these things popping up more and more and more it's still a pretty safe place to live in our country. You know, I mean, ultimately, most of us go to work, do our job, go to school, do our, do our, our thing on a day-to-day basis, go to church and so on, and don't have to deal with situations like this. But in the off chance that it does, I want to encourage you to... This sounds crazy, but I've been doing it in my head for years since I got saved of role-playing it. I mean, we I, I work in sales uh, for my job. I'm not a fan of sales. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a really good salesman. But part of what we do a lot is role-play um, to help to make people better salesmen. And I would say, as crazy as it sounds, you may, I mean... Most people are going, Norm's off his rocker. But role play. In your head, put yourself in a situation where you have to run towards a, towards a bullet. And rehearse that in your head. Because then when the day comes, and if the day comes, I pray that it doesn't. But if the day comes, that's going to be a natural reaction. Because it's been what you've thought of over and over and over again. Christian men, we have got to be the ones to step up and and be willing to put ourselves between a bullet and the people that we don't know. And that's the thing we don't know. We can't, even if we're in a church, we can't be confident that every person in that building is saved. And even in that, that sense, I mean, doesn't mean we go, okay, well, everyone's saved. I'm just going to let this guy mow people down Christian men our first initial reaction in a situation like this is to do what Kendrick did and that should be to run towards the bullet knowing that if we lose our lives we go to be with the Lord but if there's even the remotest possibility that anyone in that room might not we we have to be the one to say, I will, lay, I will sacrifice my life to give them an opportunity to be saved. Because my attitude and my opinion 
And, and again, y'all might think I'm just nuts, but I'm going to put it out there and I will say this every day until I die, however I die, that my life is worse far less on this mortal realm than anyone else's life in eternity. And I am willing to lay down my life so that someone else here might have the opportunity to be saved. Because I would rather knowing where my, my eternity lies go to be with my Savior rather than to let any one person here die and go to hell. And it sounds extreme and it, it does sound crazy. Even saying it, it sounds crazy. But it's truth. We need to be willing to... what And one... Beyond laying down our lives, beyond sacrificing our lives, because we're far less likely to find ourselves in a situation where we have to stare down and chase down a gunman or put ourselves between a bullet and a group of people. We're far less likely to be in that situation than we are to be in a situation with just a group of people who need to hear the gospel that we have. And how are we, why are we unwilling to share that gospel with them. So many of us are unwilling to even just open our mouths to anybody and just tell them about what Jesus did for us. I saw a great meme today, and, and I think I've heard it before, but I mean, literally sharing the gospel evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. And we need to be doing that. You know, at the at the farthest extreme, we need to be willing to, to sacrifice our lives so that somebody will not die and go to hell. But on a regular basis, we have an opportunity to share with them the information that can keep them from going to hell. And that might actually put them in a place where they can put themselves confidently between a bullet and the rest of the room. And it all comes from, from preaching the gospel. So as I, you know, we wrap this up and y'all chalk me up to just a, a crazy guy. But think about it. it, it it's possible. <laughs> it is possible that we, that we find ourselves in that situation. So think about that. But more than anything else, think about, as I always say, preaching the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.